Hi everyone, I'm Rosemarie Miller here with Bernadette Joy, the Chief Educator at Crush Your Money Goals, here to tell us four tax filing tips that can save entrepreneurs a lot of money. Thank you so much for joining me today, Bernadette. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So Bernadette, before we get into that, I want to know what inspired you to even write about this topic? Yes. So I have been an entrepreneur for the last uh, 10 years, and I now coach other entrepreneurs in both their personal finance and in their business um, endeavors. And I learned that these were the consistent mistakes that people kept making over and over again, and also the things that I wish someone told me. Uh, especially as a newer entrepreneur. And uh, taxes can be really scary for a lot of people. And so I wanted to write an article that would hopefully uh, remind people of some things, but also make it feel a little less scary. Awesome. So Bernadette, could you tell us what is your number one tax filing tip for entrepreneurs? So the first tip, specifically for newer entrepreneurs, so if you've recently started a business, and I wish I knew this when I left corporate to start a business, is that a lot of entrepreneurs forget startup expenses. They kind of think of like, okay, you know, here's day one where I launched my business, and then that's when they start tracking expenses. And honestly, some people don't even start tracking expenses uh, right after they start, but a lot of people don't realize even the things that led you up into starting your business might also be uh, things that you can deduct from your taxes. So for example, a startup cost could include things like doing surveys for potential new markets or you know, uh, ads to promote your business, or it might be the travel that you took to go to a conference before you actually launch the business. And so looking at those expenses even before you officially started, uh, you definitely want to check to see if those fall within the IRS guidelines of being right, uh, being able to write them off um, for deductions. And who should one go to? Should they go to, I don't know, their their best friend who does taxes for this kind of thing? Or should they go to like H&R Block? So a lot of people get really hung up on uh, wanting a you know kind of fancy business accountant. And to be honest, a lot of um, seasoned business accountants might not necessarily take you on if you're like a newer entrepreneur. The first couple of years that I did my own business, I went to an H&R Block type of service where um, my expenses were still not, you know, like really complicated. And I was able to get a you know, a licensed tax professional to really guide me. Uh, but the, the key in working with someone like that is that you have to know what questions to ask. And so even though it's very dry and boring, I still recommend for people to at least overview or read the IRS guidelines, because then you'll at least get some triggers or ideas of what things you should be asking your tax professional, rather than just relying on them to tell you things that they might not know about your business. So when it came to your first year in business, what challenges did you face when it came to understanding and managing quarterly tax payments? Uh, sounds very oversimplified, but I just didn't do that. <laughs> like, I just didn't know that that was something you had to do. I was someone who transitioned from corporate. And so I was so used to having you know a paycheck where my taxes were automatically deducted. And so no one had ever really explained to me that as a new entrepreneur or as a solo entrepreneur, um, that I was responsible for making sure that I had to pay quarterly taxes. I was just under the assumption that I would pay all of those taxes at the end of the year. And so I came in for a, quite a big surprise in my first year of business when I learned that you know, failure to pay your quarterly taxes can result in you know, penalties and interest payments. And luckily in that my first year of business, I didn't make a lot of money that it would have um, really thrown me off. But 
uh, for a lot of people, and, I, and I've seen this with a lot of new entrepreneurs that I coach, their first couple of years of business, no one's ever told them about that quarterly taxing and also to estimate them appropriately. And so that was two sides of the coin where one, I didn't know to do them. And then when I did finally know to do them, I wasn't estimating them correctly. And so I was still owing more than I had expected. Now, a couple of years in, like I know what I'm doing now. And so I highly recommend for people, if you are someone who's running any sort of business and you think you're going to owe more than $1,000 on your return when you file, you're probably due for quarterly taxes. And that's something that you want to get ahead of so that you're not hit with a big tax bill, plus penalties and interest come filing time. And so about how many years did it take you to finally get into the groove of, okay, this is what I need to do for my taxes with my business? Uh, I would love to say that it was sooner than later, but it took me about three or four years to really understand what I was doing. Um, because hopefully if you're, if you're building a business, you're also growing your business. And anytime you grow your business and you get hit with new challenges or, you know, you know, they, they say in, uh, uh, Biggie says more money, more problems, right? So the more money you make, right, then uh, you, you get hit with different challenges. And so one of the things that was newer to me in the last couple of years um, was also really getting clear about retirement deductions. And that changed my tax scenario as well. And again, something else I didn't really know until a few years into my business. I always thought that having a retirement plan, like a 401k, was only if I worked for another company. But then it dawned on me, I'm like, wait, I'm my own company. Can I have a 401k? Wait, can I be my own match? Like, wow, that's real. That's an interesting thought, right? Uh, so just in the last two or three years, I started uh, uh, contributing to my own retirement and that also changed my tax planning. So how exactly did you get the ball rolling on contributing to your own 401k? Yeah, yeah. So it sounds really scary. And I'm not a tax professional. I'm just a fellow entrepreneur. So all the entrepreneurs here, just make sure you listen to your tax professional. But I had to re reach a certain threshold in my business to, first of all, make it make sense for me to have a retirement plan. So because all of the expenses that you would incur for running payroll and for paying those deductions and paying for the administration, like it has to be uh, meaty enough for you to put enough contributions there to offset those amounts, right? So uh, long story short, I went to my tax professional one day and I said, I think I'm going to make X amount of dollars in my business next year. Can I open up my own 401k? And he said, actually, absolutely. We probably should have done it <laughs> a year or two ago. But uh, again, that's where I say, like, you don't know to ask the questions, right? Like you don't, you can't rely on your tech professional to think of all the things for you, right? So mm -hmm. I asked about doing that. And so in order to do that, I had to change my company um, from a sole prop uh, proprietorship to an, uh, an S-Corp. And then when I changed it to an S-Corp, that meant I had to run payroll. And then running payroll allowed me to also get a 401k company to administer my 401k. Now that sounds really complicated. And to be honest, it is a little bit of a pain in the butt, right? To mm -hmm. get it set up that first time around. But now that I'm on that cadence and because I'm a money coach and I'm very focused on financial independence, I'm now contributing the maximum amount uh, according to the IRS of what I'm allowed to contribute. So every year, I've been contributing like around $20,000. Last year it was 22,500. This year it's gonna be $23,000. And what's great about doing my own retirement plan is that 
One, it lowers my taxable income because I'm doing it as a traditional 401k. Plus I get to be a match to myself, which also counts as another expense, right? And I also get to do profit sharing. So the headline on this is you get to put all this money away towards your future self and you get the benefit of saving the money on the taxes, right? And um, that's that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs don't really talk about. And I, I only learned that people were talking about it because when I even asked my tax professional, I said, well, I want to put in the maximum amount. He said, I've never had a client do that. <laughs> I've never had a client want to put the maximum amount, which goes to show that it's just not a conversation that a lot of entrepreneurs are having around how to save up for retirement using their own business. So let's say someone has a nine to five as well. Can they still contribute from their own business to their 401k? So uh, the IRS allows you to contribute up to the maximum amount. This year it's 23000 right? And so it could be between different 401ks. So you could have a 401k in your business and a 401k in your at your employer. But I don't recommend that you do that. I recommend that if you're going to try to uh, contribute into retirement accounts, that you focus on one account and you try to make the best use of it before you move on to the next one. So the analogy I give to a lot of people, it's like having, you know, going around town and carrying three designer bags, one with your wallet, one with your phone, one with your keys. Like, why would you have three bags when you can just carry one bag with all of, and make sure you're making the best use of that one bag first? Right. I love that analogy. Why would you carry all these bags? <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess you could if you really wanted. If you really wanted it, to carry a bunch of designer bags, <laughs> uh, no. Well, so let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about your early bookkeeping days when you used to do it all by yourself. What was that like? Uh, it was sad. <laughs> I will say, it, um, <laughs> um, some people love spreadsheets, not me. And <laughs> I'm gonna venture to guess that if you are someone who wanted to start your own business, that you went into this business because there was something else that you were really passionate about other than tracking all of your stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I will say personally, I actually grew up in a family of accountants, even though I'm not an accountant myself, and I actually did terribly in my accounting class in, in business school. But it was one of those things where as an early entrepreneur, you're thinking, well, I don't have extra money right now. I'm still trying to scale up my business. I'm trying to be really lean on my costs. And so it just, it just would be cheaper for me to do it myself. But that is such a big mistake. And I, in hindsight, I wish that I had arrived at that conclusion much faster. I was doing my own bookkeeping for the first four years of my business. And to be honest, I think that was four years too much. I probably should have outsourced it sooner than later, because chances are, as a business owner, your time is better spent prospecting new clients, um, maybe working on your operations, figuring out new marketing. I, I know very few people who actually get a joy out of doing bookkeeping. And so leave it to the professionals. And I learned that it was actually, if I actually traded my my the hourly rate that I make in my business versus what I would pay someone else to do the bookkeeping, mm -hmm. I was actually saving money. So right now I have a bookkeeping service that I pay about $300 a month to do my bookkeeping, which is way less than the amount of time that I would have spent doing it myself. And if I were to equate how much of my hourly rate is, and it would take me, you know, hours upon hours to do my bookkeeping, um, I'm really saving money in the long run. Plus, I have the reassurance that someone's actually doing it correctly <laughs> and following mm -hmm. the IRS guidelines. And, and so I 
I always um, now advocate, and I know it's a really hard thing to put to, to put more money into your business when you feel like you're not making a lot of money, but it'll actually save you a lot of headache in the long run. Well, Bernadette, I know we kind of stopped listing out the tips numerically. Could we just run through so our audience understands what the four tips are for saving money as an entrepreneur? Yeah. Yeah. So saving money in your taxes. So number one, if you're a newer entrepreneur, uh, don't forget your startup expenses before you even launch your business. Those might be tax deductible as well. Number two is don't skip your quarterly tax payments and then also take that extra step to make sure that you are estimating them appropriately so that you're not hit with a tax bill. Uh, to your surprise during filing time. Number three is to consider whether or not you can contribute into a retirement plan as an entrepreneur and specifically looking at ones that are tax advantage like a 401k or even if you don't want to do a 401k like an IRA. And then number four, please, please, please don't do your own bookkeeping unless you absolutely love tracking expenses and it brings you joy. Otherwise, use your hard-earned time to actually build your business. And even if you're not building your business, use that time to go hang out with family and friends because entrepreneurs, you know, we don't get a lot of free time. And so use that time where you can. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Bernadette. You are amazing as always. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> for sure. Bye.